Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Shape Podcast, where we focus on your spiritual fitness, or what we like to call our energetic self-care. We're sisters and the co-founders of Soul Shape, a quantum wellness app that is designed to make it easier and accessible to find healing practitioners in the energy healing world. We want to have soulful conversations about spirituality and wellness, and whether you're dabbling or taking a deep dive into energy healing, from oracles to shamans to life wellness coaches to intuitive guides to energy workers to nutritionists, we want to introduce modalities and healing practitioners to you one by one. So it's time to get into Soul Shape, where your wellness starts within. My name is LJ Woodard, and this is my sister, Leslie Bennett. And what are we talking about today, Leslie? You know, we have another good one today. I'm real excited because this is one of the more difficult spiritual um, topics for a lot of people. And that is allowing and receiving mm -hmm. divine trust, willingness, and spiritual devotion. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> that's a lot. And that's being presented. And we've got a lovely guest, Heather Gordy of Earth Dawn. Yeah. You want to give her the background on who she is and why she's here? Let's Maybe just, not why. She's here because we want to talk about so <laughs> We know why coffee. she's here, but y'all want to know who Heather Gordy is. And Heather Gordy of Earth Drawn is an energy healer and psychic channeler. Her hope through Earth Drawn is to cultivate healing and divine trust so that you may find ease and become empowered in your own knowing, wisdom, and energetic connection. Her heartfelt purpose at this time is to support your process of soul embodiment and ascension, where we might meet harmony in our multi-dimensionality and human experience. She works with her energetic and intuitive gifts as an interdimensional channel, energy worker, and ascension guide. That is a lot of cool stuff. And Don't I, you want to just be your friend? I know. <laughs> From that introduction? I mean, I'm like, I would like to hang with you, Heather. We, okay. Can we j just jump? We want to know, wait, how do you do? Tell us in your words. I just said this. If any, okay, if I'm the person just hearing that, everyone's like, what? Ascension guide, spiritual interdimensional. How would you describe, and I don't even want to say, I hate saying layman terms, but what you do and who you are. Um, so I help people come into connection with their body and their natural connection with the world, which is naturally our connection with spirit. And as we work between our connection with the body naturally our connection with the self, naturally our connection with spirit, we start to move through this uh, process of becoming um, our process of soul growth. Even if we don't know these terms, these things are already happening. And then as we continue, we move into what we call our ascension process. And that's when we are working in our conscious awareness with our soul growth and soul lessons and everything is starting to work together and everything is starting to merge together and um, really all of that is working together all of the time which is even when we don't know the terminology even when we aren't quite conscious of taking intentional action um, towards our soul growth or our connection, it is already happening all of the time. Mm. She's speaking your language, Leslie. I know. It's that, I mean, so deep. <laughs> I mean, Leslie, you need to, you just jump in with Heather right now. Okay. This is, I mean, yeah. channeling is, my sister loves channelers. That's her thing. And she's introducing to me to them 
you know, one by one. And it's so fascinating. And I'm very open to it. But I'm curious to see what Leslie will ask. I don't want to start with the channeling because I think there's a lot more to what Heather said in regards to things are happening all around us, whether we're conscious or not, right? And for someone who's relatively new to understanding that, they're like, well, what does that mean, right? And it took me a long time to figure out what that meant. You know, I'm on automatic pilot. And so what, so I don't know, how do you explain that to someone who would say something that to you? What do you mean by that? So um, I really look at it as our connection. I find that even when we are disconnected, we understand the basis of connection. We feel connection between each other. We feel connection um, with, with what we're passionate about. Um, we feel a sense of connection because we are coming to recognize something that is familiar to us or reflects back to us or brings us home to us. And that connection is happening all of the time. Uh, we see it, we experience it, we feel it. And when we come into that awareness, we're going deeper into the connection because it's really easy to let it pass by. It's also really easy to come out of the body or to um, sit maybe on the sidelines of that connection that we can experience between everything. And when we're coming to go deeper into that connection, we take what we already know, the experience that we have with other people, the experience that we have with ourselves, and everything begins to have more depth everything begins to grow and expand. And we find that we can hold and experience connection with everything. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're laying down, girl. But I think, you know, too, I would say and, and see if you agree that um, I think it starts with subtleties, right? Like seeing, you know, repeating numbers. You know, like everyone's like, well, what does that mean? Uh, you know, I think that's a way of, you know, when I, when I have friends who have asked me that, like I've seen repeated numbers, I always ask them, well, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? What were you experiencing when you saw those numbers? Because that's the way I think of, the, you know, all that connection speaking back to you in some way. Or there has been, and this is how I think it shows up, so test me or, or correct me or add to it, whatever you want to go with it, is, you know, sometimes you'll pass someone on the street and they'll say something random, but they'll point you in a different direction. You know, someone will go, hey, did you know that there's a, a, a pirate over there? You know, I know that's a strange analogy, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head, and I don't know why I thought about pirates. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there, I've had one, I've had those occurrences where, it, it was so out of the blue and random from a stranger, you know, and I think those moments are what you're talking about. Am I correct? hundred percent. So those are, you know, the tangible examples that we experience in our own unique way. And those are the ways that we're experiencing it maybe on a widespread collective level where 
in those moments where we see repeating numbers or we hear something that someone else says or even a song comes on that kind of brings us back to something, um, those are the reflections, the things that are familiar, the things that are bringing us back to ourself. And I absolutely see it as a communication. And that's usually how I describe it to people that energy is a communication and we're just communicating all of the time. And um, what is standing out to you on an individual level is where you meet your communication. And we can start anywhere. I always tell people you can start with, I want to see repeating numbers. And so you take the idea and you apply the idea and then you start to communicate in that way. Or it can happen the opposite where you start to notice something reoccurring. You start to notice a sense of a pattern. It might be numbers. It might be an animal. It might be that's where we start to get into the songs because songs are so widespread. We're not all hearing the same thing. So it's very individualized. And when we start to pay attention to what is catching our attention or um, other people describe it as lighting you up, something, um, either a feeling or a sensation or a thought fills the body that is our communication. I love that phrase, what lights you up, right? Because there's been moments where, like, this, like the song, because everyone's had that experience. Like, oh, my God, that song. It's like there's a, I'm, it's a sign, right? Because oh, yeah. you're like, woo! Sorry, is that too loud? <laughs> <laughs> it just, just killed us. The sound guy. It's so exciting. I mean, it does. It definitely does. No, but. But not only that, but like if someone's in grief and yeah. you hear that song, it, oh you take, you stop. And, yeah. and, and that lights you up. Obviously, sometimes it just makes you cry, but it lights you up. That's that cause for attention. He did it on the way here. We were driving here. I played a song. Poor Leslie. I felt so bad. It made you start crying. I went, oh, shit, we're doing a podcast. We can't be crying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks Segway. for that, Laura. But like, um, <laughs> We're sisters, Heather. We have to do <laughs> I have a sister too. Okay, that's good. You understand? <laughs> yeah. So, I was trying to make a really good point. You're here. on it. Keep going. Like, so like, that song. No, it's not about the song. It's about what lights you up. It's that attention. And 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 I always talk about, you know, if you're going, if you're, if you don't believe in energy, you can believe in subtleties, and and that song is a subtlety, right? Something that sort of goes, wait cause for pause like I'm stopping what I'm thinking what I'm feeling because something's communicating to me and I really like that phrase it lights you up Mm -hmm. and so that leads to the other topic we wanted to talk about is allowing and receiving right that's a really hard one for a lot of people and so how do you what's what's your thoughts on it I guess yeah so um It does come back to that sense of communication. Like when we think about listening, I think what I see most with people is like, what am I listening for? Um, You know, like how how am I supposed to just be listening? Mm -hmm. And what we are listening for or listening to are the subtleties. Um, (laughs) So we're coming to um, pay attention to 
what ultimately has already been happening, but it's so easy to let it pass by. When we come into a place of intention, I desire a connection with my body. I want a deeper connection with other people. I want to um, expand my spirituality. These intentions that bring us more into awareness, they call us into awareness, they call us to be present, they call us to pay attention to interact and take part in what is already happening. So even if we didn't know it was already happening before, that doesn't quite matter. We come into what is happening right now. And that is noticing what is arriving. And this is always, you know, it always comes in balance. So we don't have to look for every single thing. We don't have to obsess or hyper focus yeah. on it. Why isn't anyone communicating with yeah. me? Why isn't anyone That's... communicating with me? I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> and, and almost like when you're into that mode, it almost shuts you down from from it. Yeah, yeah. and um, it it brings you into a place of stress, pressure, expectation, which are all things that again bring us out of the body again. Mm-hmm. So that is where the allowing comes in. We're allowing ourselves to receive and we're holding a space to listen to what is here. Yeah. What I, if everyone did that in traffic? <laughs> That's right. I mean, literally, when you're like sitting in traffic, yeah. I'm going to allow and receive. <laughs> I mean, it would just change everything. Well, it's really funny that you mentioned that because part of this practice did come um Long ago, when I was going through my yoga teacher training, one of the principles that we practiced was nonviolent communication and the basis of non-attachment and non-judgment. And the number one example that they would bring up all the time is think about when you're driving and practice it when you're driving. Can you, um, you know, allow yourself to arrive from one place to the other without trying to force it, without trying to get there faster, without trying to get there quicker? Can you allow other people to do what they need to do without judging why they're doing it or taking it personal (laughs) and notice how that changes that experience? And if you can do it there, then it'll just keep happening from there. You can do it anywhere, like the New York song. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, I I do well. Anyway, <laughs> now when I'm in the car, I usually because I'm on I'm on the freeways in California normally, and I I I send love to the road so that hopefully everyone can feel it because I don't want anyone changing lanes and you know killing anybody right whether it's me or someone else or doing something stupid. So I just send love to the road and, 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 and to everyone's car. And I never really have problems. So, yeah. And then I also mask myself to the CHP <laughs> so that I don't, if yeah. I'm speeding, I'm not getting, I'm not, they don't see me. So yeah. I do that. Those are the yeah. two things I do while driving. Although we're digressing. We're digressing. Again, <laughs> we have a tendency to do that. Um, you know, I think also part, you know, that whole thing of like, why isn't it coming? Why isn't it coming? There's two things that come to mind. And that is, the expectation of how I will get the communication and then trusting because sometimes we kind of go, oh, yeah, that was just a random song, you know, or 
you know, that was just a, a random thing. How do I know that's a communication? And so that goes to trust and, and, and expectations. So how do you, or what are your thoughts on that? So um, trust is a practice, first and foremost. We, mm-hmm. we kind of have to move into trust. We have to hold trust. We have to continue to come back to trust. So we're not going to get there immediately. Sometimes we can get really frustrated, like, why can't I just trust myself right now? And all of that frustration is part of the process because every time that we even um, recognize the back and forth of do I trust this or do I not, we're getting a step closer to ultimately making the decision or having the willingness to just trust. Yeah. Um, And... Then also, I think having a mental body that we work with, I think it's can be extremely helpful to choose principles that align you with trust. And this is where we can we can get held up sometimes in having and clinging onto certain beliefs because it is the idea of what is right or what is truth. When sometimes a belief just gets us from point A to point B, Mm. it just gets us to turn right, and that's all that we need the belief for. Mm. Um, And so when we can train the mental body to be more relaxed in what we are believing and what we are choosing, we can come to apply principles that bring us into a space of trust because that's where we're actually wanting to go and that's the intention that we're actually holding. Um, So one of the principles that I bring in is recognizing that the communication is happening all the time. I think that is something that we can choose to bring into the body. We can choose to allow, we can choose to accept, to say, okay, what would happen if I spent a week or a month wholeheartedly believing that this communication is happening all the time and what might I experience Mm -hmm. rather than getting caught up in is it happening or is it not? It's when we come to choose it, then we come to experience it. And then after that, we can always come to change our mind later. And so it's understanding the mental body is meant to be flexible our ideas our beliefs our structures so we can play with that to experience and arrive wherever we're trying to go that is so malleable right you know what you said you know there there might be a belief for the moment there might be a long-term belief like believing that i'm at the right place at the right time i believe that communications are going on so that you want to sort of hardwire and, and I have to say, getting into that space of believing that I'm at the right place at the right time, I'm interacting at the, with the right people at the right time, you know, I'm knowing that communication is going on. That trust because is a hard belief to hardwire, right? Because the human self goes, well, where is it? And, it, and they look for it. They're almost not what I call going on push because they're pushing to find it. Don't force as it. As opposed to just being mindful and just trusting that it's happening. I don't necessarily need to know that it is. I, if I trust that I'm at the right place, I'm meeting the right people, I'm, I'm having the right conversations, 
then I don't have to figure it out. I'm already there. You know, and that's that's a hard thing to hardwire. And I yeah. I know when I first started going into, and if you listen to Esther Hicks, a more a very famous channeler, right, with Abraham, you know, you're in the vortex. You don't have to figure it out. That's for source to do, right? That's what she says. And so, you know, how do you get there? And and so do you have a you you talked about practices and I think it's just a matter of being mindful or is there anything that got you there? What got you there actually? Yeah. Yeah, so it is absolutely a practice. And um, some of my background in yoga did make this more accessible. I can see that. Only, yeah, um, going through my training, yoga emphasizes life so much as a practice. And so we're continually, the way that we release pressure, we release expectation, we release attachment, we apply loving kindness is by really coming to understand that this is a practice. Yeah, I don't have to get it right the first time. I might never get it right. I can fumble. I can, you know, it's going to feel different every day. Um, and experiencing a physical practice that teaches these teaches as you what you are applying on an emotional and mental level that physical practice brings you there um, very naturally through long-term commitment and um, discipline but not discipline in a physical sense discipline as in I'm going to show up for this once a week or every day and that is my commitment and mm. it doesn't matter you know what it looks like or how I feel it matters that I'm arriving and that long-term physical idea of practice really starts to hardwire how we can trust the practice itself and that's one of the reasons why so many people find yoga valuable is that it is or was designed as a path of enlightenment. And so its backbones and its foundation, mm -hmm. the history of it, when you actually get into the core of it, everything is teaching you how to be with the body and trust the body. And that essentially is what our spirituality brings us into, too. It's not all stretching. No. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's not all contorting. <laughs> um, I also, I think what's really cool about allowing, you know, if you take allowing out of receiving and just allowing yourself space to... Um, to 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 hardwire at your own pace because this is a shift, right? It is a shift from wait a minute, I'm being communicated with. That's a little weird. It's a little out there. But but what if you know I have guides, I have source, I have whatever your belief is as to who the the grand whatever spirit source Buddha whoever you know. What if they're guiding you? And what if they're leading you in the right direction? There's no one saying you can't do something except you, right? 
So I'm really enjoying this conversation because you think a lot like me in regards to, <laughs> yes. you know, it's more. We're open and should be open so much more. And so I think what I'd like to know now is about your channeling and how is that something you're developing? How do you use it for yourself? Do you use it for others? Yeah, so I absolutely use it for myself and others. Um, it was very um, natural in my coming into the body and coming into my connection. I noticed that it was already happening and I hold the belief that all of us are a channel and um, I I also interchange language like source and spirit and because it it doesn't really matter in my mind what I am calling it Um, so but I think from a mental standpoint some things can just help the mind. So if I think of everything just as me, then I'm communicating with different aspects of myself. That's the oneness, right? Yeah. 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 And that essentially is our higher self. So our higher self communicating with us all of the time. And the way that our higher self is communicating is both from this external, seeing repeating numbers, seeing something happen, hearing something stand out and then the internal is the channel hearing direct communication guidance our intuition is part of receiving channel we're coming to receive it through the body um and my as soon as i allowed myself to connect with the body and feel more comfortable with the body, I recognized the experience that the body was having, Mm -hmm. which was um, channeling. And I felt first just a channel of energy. So it didn't start in language. It just started with energy, which is where I started first with energy work. Mm -hmm. And I can tend to be on a personal human level a little stubborn so i was like this is what i'm doing yeah right and i am going to focus on the energy work and that is a extremely still large focus but eventually spirit kept on reminding me that i could use it through the voice and ultimately for my path and purpose the voice was important so i um started to receive language through that same channel of energy. And most of the time, multiple things are happening at the same time. Um, So I can feel the energy and hear the energy and see the energy and everything is telling me something about the whole of the energy. And um, when I'm coming to hold space for a group or an individual, it really does come in through intention. When I am navigating my day today, 
this is what I actually experienced first was an in and out of channel that was naturally already happening in my body and it just needed my presence. Um, hmm. And then through my presence, I could hold intention or direct it. And so that part still happens. So as far as using it for myself, I hold intention to allow part of my hardwiring, as we've been mentioning, is I want to live in purpose um, through a state of trust. That's just what I've seen repeatedly come in. Yep. And... So part of that trust is the allowing the natural process. So the more that I release resistance to what is happening or what might happen, and the more that I create space to change or shift or be with what is happening, I really do notice an in and out of that channeled state to where I am receiving for myself and I am receiving for others since I'm holding that intention to work with people one-on-one, work with people in group, work with people in these various ways, that tends to happen ahead of time as well as in the moment. Mm. And um, the listening and the trust is um, doing my best to not always figure out which is which mm -hmm. and what is happening um, rather than allowing what is happening and then learning through the experience itself. And that has brought me deeper into my channel. And since I did receive that channel from, um, like I did eventually start receiving through language. And I would say that came in um, relatively quickly. I have seen um, my connection with my higher self and my guides they've done a good job of telling me just enough to last me a while. <laughs> and so the they never give up, you more than you can handle, yeah. I've been told. And so the just enough was I'm on a five year stretch where I experienced channeling. And then they have told me that it would just continue to get deeper into a trance state. Mm. And so I have experienced depths while also like I'm still working and I'm still moving into greater depth. That's fun. It That's is. Great fun. Yeah. No, I'm also learning to be a channeler and I've, I'm in a course right now. So I totally understand what you're saying completely. Yeah. So how are we doing on time? I think we need to do our soulful stretch. Is it the soulful stretch? It's time for the soulful stretch. <laughs> okay. So for anyone listening, the soulful stretch is something where we acknowledge anything from this conversation where we've changed a belief, we've gotten a new understanding, we've changed something, maybe it's our beliefs, it's a perspective, it's an emotion. So 
my soulful stretch here is really that grace um, in regards to allowing communication, allowing yourself to trust and distrust and trust and distrust, and just allow the wobble because it will be, there'll be a time where it will seem more natural and mindful. So that's my soulful stretch. Laura, you got one? I think just, I'm, I'm listening to Heather and I'm just taking her in. And it, I think that the thing that I'm getting from her from all of this, like in a big, just like to, you know, to pinpoint it down, it's, pinpoint it down to one thing is just presence so it's not just allowing That's receiving and trust but it's like okay just the reminder to be present and that when you're present then you trust everything is going to work out and there were everything that's supposed to be happening and allowing and it all kind of is a combination of things and so um that's what i got out of it what's your stretch <laughs> my soulful stretch uh this is my first time on a podcast yay <laughs> so I'm experiencing a brand new experience, and um, I am experiencing a, a stretch in the voice, um, public speaking, um, coming in front of a very organized <laughs> professional <laughs> audience. And um, that for me is is very it's it's very expansive because i've i've worked really hard in coming into the voice communicating um being able to create possibilities that allow me to be here mm -hmm. and conversate in this way so this is a a huge it's a stretch in this moment, and it's a it's a long stretch over a lot of time <laughs> that's allowed this to be possible. Yeah. Like holding a pose for you know when you hate the teacher, we're gonna hold this for ten breaths. Yeah. You're like, I can only make three. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting yeah. trying new things. I mean, well, this is our first to, podcast too. We so. were happy to to be listeners of your voice, and so we really thank you for being here today. Yes, thank, thank you, you, Heather. So and Heather, if if anyone who's listening who goes on our Soul Shape app, you can you can book Heather's services, whether it's um, interdimensional channeling uh, guide, spirit guide, or um, would you even say psychic psychic readings? Um, that will be available on the Soul Shape app. So we wanted to say thank you, Heather, for just sharing your your wisdom and just for us to get to know you too. So it's really nice to hear. Um, thank you, Signal Fire Media, and to all of our listeners. We believe wellness starts within. So unlock unlimited possibilities with energetic healing. Embrace that woo. We had a whole lot of woo today, didn't we? we so had a it's, whole lot of woo. It's it is it's it's different, but it, it isn't. It's there. It's out there. So dabble, dive, or discover your next healing experience on the Soul Shape app. All links available in the show notes. And we hope you enjoyed this soulful conversation and this soulful stretch. And join us again for more magical, energetic healing conversations. Did you on... ask them to like and subscribe? Oh, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, thank you. you. Will you guys like us and follow us and subscribe? And, you know, a lot of what we're talking about, it's all about modalities and different Now you're rambling. Healing. Yeah, Say but... goodnight. Download the Energetic Self-Care Guide, <laughs> and that way you can learn about all the different modalities. And that's all I'm going to say. Everyone, thank you, and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>